If I can get my microphone here to behave. <laughs> Welcome. We're glad you're with us tonight right here on TantalkNetwork.com. I'm Mama Mac. Along with me is the famous. And Tommy, she's pointing it out tonight how famous she is. <laughs> Do you know how? No. And based on? On wearing her Dr. White coat. She thinks, earned she, it, fair she thinks square. she's all that in a bag of chips when she wears the coat. It's right? not a new coat, is it? Yeah, oh yeah. No, says I've had Dr. this Angel. one for a while. It was just cold. <laughs> no, yeah, that's I all think... us Floridians have for jackets, right? Right, yeah, there you go. So, Dr. Angel Falzoni, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, I tease you, but you know we all respect you greatly. Yes, I know. <laughs> At least we tell you that so you think that, right? Yes. All right. So we are in our seventh year on the show, and we are excited every single week to come in here and sit down here and talk about facts and things that apply to people's lives on a daily basis and things that are bothering people and how to conquer all kinds of issues. Absolutely. You know, it's all about helping our listeners hit those home runs in life and and live life well and not just exist, not just survive, not just get through. Now, to be really learn to cope, you know, and, yes. to, and and you talk a lot about purpose and passion and having a purpose in life. And I think this year, 2020, has probably been one of those years that will go down in infamy as the hardest this nation has ever faced in this world in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And for that reason, it's been hard for a lot of people to stay in an attitude of positive thinking, uh, hope, sure, courage, strength. Absolutely. I think a lot of people have kind of just been in this standstill kind of right. mentality this year. And hope is really dim for a lot of yes, people. Yes, it is. And we're just a few days away from the end of the year. And so tonight we want to kind of finish the series we started two weeks ago, which is really finding our hope. And, and because so often we've lost it. Right. And a lot of times we don't know where it went and we don't even know when it left. No, it just kind of it starts like we start chipping away at it a little at a time until it's missing. Yeah. And I think with all of the occurrences this year with how bad it was going to be. No, it's not going to be that bad. No, it's going to be worse. No, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be one wave, two waves. It's not. No, it's over. On and on and on. All of the, you know, inconsistencies, I mm-hmm. guess I'd like to say. How has that affected people? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, our emotions have been, like, stretched and dropped and yes. trampled all over. And it's been, I mean, all over the place. All over the place. And there's been those those that have said, well, COVID's not that bad. It'll be okay. It's like getting the flu. And yet uh, some of those very same people have gotten COVID sure. and then say, wait a minute, like Governor Christie, I listened to him this morning say something about that, that he was in the uh, ICU ward for well over a week with COVID. And he said he really was one of those that downplayed it before that, didn't wear a mask, things like that. And um, then he came out of that whole experience saying, people, this is serious, this is real. And I think a lot of times in life, Dr. Angel, we have to go through it ourselves or have somebody very close to us battle something, not necessarily COVID. It could be depression. It could be anxiety. It could be the loss of a job or whatever. And we see how something tragic or difficult, loss of a loved one, uh, somebody dying young, all that kind of thing. And, And when it happens to us or somebody close to us, then we 
kind of pay attention. You know, you are so correct. You know, it, we, it has to become personal for a lot That's of us. That's what like, I'm trying to say. Yeah. Sure. You know, and once something becomes personal, then, you know, we start paying attention. We, we start, do. you know. Um, but for a lot of us, you know, and especially in the beginning, you know, the COVID thing, it was so distant. It was so far off. It was so somebody else. It was, it was in New York. It wasn't here. Right. Things exactly. like that. Exactly. And now almost probably every person that I've had that I deal with knows personally know someone yes. who has dealt with this. That's the point I was trying to make, because when we experience something, not necessarily firsthand, not necessarily to us, but somebody close to us, it kind of changes our thought patterns, doesn't it? And sure reality kind of sets in. Sure does. You know, it changes our perspective. Uh, we start to take notice. We start to see it for ourselves. We have this evidence now, right. whereas before it was kind of this theory far off in the distance. Right. And it didn't seem to affect us because we were still going to work or we were still going about our daily activities. Sure. And then when things started being curbed, so we started when when COVID hit, I can remember, I think it was about the end of March that we started that series, mm-hmm. Coping with the COVID Calamity, we called it, a whole lot of C's there. <laughs> uh, and we did it 12, 15 weeks straight. We sure did. On things that were pertinent going on right then, didn't we? You know, and it was because things were changing at a warp speed week to week. Our, our whole lives could be completely different. Right. What was allowed and not allowed and open and not open. And absolutely. And how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So this whole year we've had we've had other series, but we always kind of come back to our purpose in this show is how are we dealing with daily life? That's kind of really our purpose, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's and daily, if not, I'm telling you it is. <laughs> you are no. telling me. Yes, I will take no, that. No, but it, I mean, really, would you expound on that? Just how sure. things affect our daily life. You know, and to sit here in the end of December and still be having a COVID <gasps> conversation scares me. Yeah. In some ways. We wouldn't we, have thought that in April, would we? We know. But we can't talk about daily life without talking about it because it's still so much a part of our daily life it is and it's a, impacting so many people um how they're celebrating the season and, right you know I, I was just talking to someone who um celebrates hanukkah and she's like i couldn't go to the temple this year we couldn't do our family yes, things like right it was so isolating and you know she was feeling really sad and missing that oh yeah you know and then christmas is getting ready to come up and it's changing all those things that a lot of times, those are very special memories and they moments are, for families. They? Yes, yes. And so we've had to adjust, right? Yes, we have. And for those of you out there that are struggling with adjusting, you're a part of a great big group of people that's struggling with adjustment, don't you think? Yes, we're all struggling. We're, I'm we're like, struggling. That's, you know, something we are all struggling. It is impacting all of our lives now. The impact may be different from person to person, sure. but we are having an impact. And the longer we sit in this, the more that hope gets chiseled away yes. a little bit more, a little bit more. So tonight we want to talk about ways to restore your hope, but we also want to talk about how hopelessness affects you physically, mentally. Yes. Emotionally. We have Facebook up live on your page. Is it on mine, too? Yes. All right. So you can actually type in a question or a comment, or you can call in, because this is a call-in show. The number should be right up to here on the on the table. You can see it, but I'll tell it to you. 727-441-3000. Feel free to call in and comment if you'd like. So here we are. We've kind of presented the problem in this show so far. And have there been good things? Let's just talk about that. Have there been any good things this year that have happened to people as a result of this calamity? Oh, sure. There's been all kinds of positive things that I think that okay, has come positive. out of, all right. uh, this year. I think people have learned how to slow down a little. People have learned how oh, to... Oh, yeah. Yes. They learned their lives were traveling at such warp speed that they yes. were missing things. Yes. Um, yes. They've been working on you know, building relationships with their, their kids or their family. Like those are the things that really matter. Whereas before, um, I had a lot of people that were focused on, you know, earning the big paycheck or buying the boat or buying this thing, and they spent, you know, so much of their life at work, but they were missing the relationship. Right. So I think for a lot of people, it's kind of put 
things into perspective that the relationships are important and they need to be nurtured and they right. need to be, you know, to grow. And so they've had that time this year. And a lot of people have saved wear and tear on their car and on their dress clothes and have learned the value of pajamas and comfort clothing. Yes. (laughs) Even for Zoom meetings from the waist up. Yes. Look good. Bottom, who cares? That's it. You know, I think all of us has been, you know, learned how to do a lot more electronically this year. (laughs) Yeah, we have. You know, I grocery shop on the computer now. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I would have never thought I would do that in a million years. Yeah, just go pick it up. Yeah, and they just pull up and they put it in the trunk and I go home. Yeah, you can't beat that. No, you cannot. (laughs) It's pretty good. So there have been positive things. That's what we're talking about. Pajamas, whatever, you know, buying groceries online. But mentally, let's talk about mental changes that have happened. You, Your practice is booming and you've been in practice a year and a half now. Uh, You are located in the front of our church building that I pastor. And uh, we have a nice reception area and your office and all that. And you're into a lot of new things already and the biofeedback and Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're launched virtual reality and biofeedback Hi. therapy, Come and we're in. using a lot more psychological testing. Right. And, you know, we've really expanded our services this year way more than I would have ever dreamed at this point possible in the right. practice. So what just walked in the door? Look at what? that. What? Did uh, it looks to me like okay? <laughs> let me get. Let me get. All right. Get it so I can hear. We're what's gonna going on. get. Yeah, get yourself hooked up. Nan just walked in here. Nan is um, one. She's actually my administrative assistant, and I did not expect her to be showing up right now. She's my uh, pastoral ex- assistant in the ministry, and we had no idea you were showing up with balloons no. and Christmas lights on. Am I? Just a minute. We'll get uh, you going okay. right there. A little bit, little bit lower. So was that just like surprising us or something? Whoa, that's me. Oops. Don't oh, do that. Sorry. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, get Come her over down. there. She over should there. be in three. She should be in. No, she's in two, isn't she? Nan's in two. Angel's in three. I'm in three. Maybe you moved them around. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. She's in three. I'm in four. I'm so wow. excited Nan's here. I'm I know. Isn't that great? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, welcome, Nan. So what brings you to this uh, neck of the woods, Nan? Well, talking about COVID and building relationships. Yeah. And I wanted to come and further our relationship today. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Um, I we made love refer- you. I made reference last, sun- uh, last um, Thursday about taking cookies and a poem to... The hospital where my yes, father was. Yes, because your father of, just passed away. Yes, yes, he did. And both of you kind of mentioned that you had not received cookies or a poem. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah. We, did. So, we did. We own it. We did yeah. not get any cookies. We did not get any balloons. Nothing. Or a poem. Or a poem. So this is a surprise, by the way, folks, because they didn't know I was showing up. No, no we, we did, did not. not. <laughs> so I have for you each cookies. Oh, my. What are they? Oreos. Oh, oh. family. Double family. stuff. Oh, you have a family you have to share them with. I'm by myself, so I'm going to have a lot of Oreos. This um, is good. A balloon for each of you. You're so sweet. Hers purple, is purple. Purple yeah. for you, Dr. Angel, because that's your favorite that's color. That's your color. Blue for yeah. you, Mama Mac, because that's your color. Mm-hmm. But what you, so you got balloons that they did not get when we carried the cookies. So you're, you're special. You got oh, extra okay. Things. So the hospital nurses got didn't get balloons. No, they didn't get, they okay. also didn't get balloons. Bling bling pens. Oh, so I have a blue one for you, Mama Mac. Oh, thank you. They didn't have purple, so I got kind of a nice feminine Ooh, color for you, Doctor Angel. Well, man, this is very sweet of you. But and what, then that's one quick very poem, nice. one quick poem, and then oh. I'm out of here because I don't want to interrupt your show. Well, you can stay right here with us. Oh, okay. Why don't you? Okay, you the, can if you want. Okay. Well, the poem for the two of you is: You two are wonderful ladies. These words ring so true. One thing that I'm thankful is that I know each of you. Mama Mac, <laughs> Mama Mac, you come with much experience throughout the years in your ministry. With the awesome knowledge you gain, you have helped many to learn and be set free. Dr. Angel, you have much knowledge in the field that you are in. Your experience surpasses that of many, but they know that on, others know that upon you they can depend the Go Yard Show is a great tool to help others on their way. 
of this program and of you, many of us can easily say, each of them care very much. They desire to help others on their journey. People learn so much from you that of bondages they can be set free. So thank you for Go Yard. That is so sweet. She is uh, not only my administrative assistant in the ministry, but also our poet laureate or whatever you call it, our resident poet. The resident poet, yeah. Oh, thank you, man. Anyway, so I I wanted to And people know your your voice because you call in from time to time. Right, yes, they do. Yeah, and you're on our Sunday show a lot, you. Yes, Yes, I am. So thank you so much. This is you're very, welcome. very sweet of well, you. Well, you just want to follow through. Not, I know you're going to continue because I've heard what you're already talking, but last week we did talk about reaching out to people during COVID. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, when y'all said that, I thought, I've got to do that just to reach out. <laughs> Great example! Wow, <laughs> look at that. So I don't know about you, but this is this is a joy. This, this is, is a, a huge joy, and it, we are grateful. And it shows what you can do with just some Oreo double stuffs and a balloon, right? Absolutely, and absolutely. Especially if you have too. well, and a pretty pen, and especially <laughs> if you have Christmas lights hanging around your neck. Yes, oh, yes. it even makes it yeah, oh, yeah. just a little more yeah. special, a little more right? joyous. Yeah. No, but, and that's just it. It doesn't take a lot it mm-hmm. takes just being purposeful mm-hmm. that you we know? were just said that word purposeful okay. a minute ago um and because so many people aren't thinking like what can i do nan is a perfect example i'm glad she's here so everybody can see her and identify with her because you are one of those people in the ministry who is always thinking about others and you know not a lot of people are like that nan I don't know why they're not. They they need to be. It comes naturally well, to you. Well, it does come natural with me, yes. Okay. Uh, but I think there's an awful lot of people in this world that are so self-absorbed, especially this year during yes. COVID, because they are so like, what's going to happen? I, I'm afraid. What if I get it? And, and we just made the point a minute ago that... And you were just five weeks at the hospital with your dad every day yes. while he was hanging on. So if anybody would have been exposed, you guys were exposed in some way, I guess, because being in the hospital setting. Yes. But you put the fear aside and you, what was most important was to be by your dad's bedside, talking to doctors, taking care of your mom and helping the whole situation, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Say whatever you want to say about that. I'm trying to get you to cry, but go ahead. I'm no, about I'm not. to. I'm about to. That's <laughs> I'm te- why I got quiet. I'm, that's why I'm teasing you I know, right now. I know. Um, I think there are times, I mean, we need to use wisdom with COVID, sure. of, of course. I accidentally walked in without my mask. I was so excited about the balloons. Uh, I did have it on. Um, but I think we need to push past at times that we we do need to be cautious. We, you know, if you have certain high yes. risk things, you need to be careful yes. where you go, what you do. But you also need to the best you can do not be totally paralyzed by it. If I'd have been paralyzed by COVID, I wouldn't see my father. No, for five um, weeks for while five, he laid there. For five weeks laid there, basically unresponsive. Yeah. Yes. Well, not basically unresponsive. Right. Um, I wouldn't have been there when he passed away. Right. And you were. And I was. Um, if not for COVID. I, in fact, it's so funny you should say, I didn't even think about it. One time, it faintly entered my mind, but that was the only time, period. Really? Yeah. That whole I didn't time? Think of, no, because I had a mission. Yes. I had a purpose. Right. Yes. My purpose was to be there for my father my exactly. family. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. And so, to, in order to do that, it meant coming out of your comfort zone in a way. Yes. It wasn't, you had to take time off from work. And you had to be there, and, and that was really different. You were in the middle of job change and position change, and it was difficult. But it all came together because yes. you had a purpose, yes. and you decided to execute that purpose without Absolutely. fear. So what we started out talking about tonight, and I'm so glad you walked in here with the balloons because and all of this, because so often we go down that little winding trail towards fear and we get worse and worse and worse because the what ifs get huge yes and they uh, grow <laughs> t- that's her phone she's getting a phone call so uh she can wait to answer that till later but they grow do they not dr angel they do and they grow and they they start taking off a taking on this life of their own and yes before yes. long they start to paralyze us and and grip us and hold us back right and they do take over right they do and so 
that's the purpose of tonight's show. We wanted to talk about being in a mindset of when the negative stuff starts and the fear of what could happen. How do we handle that and how should we handle that? So address that before we go to break here, Dr. Angel. Oh, wow. You just threw that's, out a that's really big, big topic, topic for so like just, three minutes. So, so I just jump in. Give a little introduction to how we deal with that. Like part of dealing with the fear is a knowing what our purpose is and pushing towards our purpose, you know, um, being intentional about what we're doing. Uh, truth is very helpful for when we have fear, finding what's true about those things we're feeling fearful of. Um, most often, especially like when I'm in the counseling room and I'm hearing things that my patients are really fearful of, some of, a lot of times they are partially based in truth and then there's a lot of things that aren't true about it. Um, fear makes us believe the lie, it's such a lie, and it makes us believe the lie that we're helpless. Yeah, and that's not true. Um, you Helpless. know, so oh, when we have fear, mm-hmm. the antidote's always an action. Like, right. As long as we're taking a step, we're working through that fear. Uh, the antidote is action. Okay, we're going to talk more about I that. Just threw in a whole lot out there. Yeah, you just did. <laughs> um, and and Nan, with all that you have just gone through, you continue to have to get up every day, get ready. And fulfill the tasks for that day without getting mired in the hopelessness of it. Correct? Do you want to address that? Can you? You have choices. Right. You can be hopeless. You can right. be hopeful. You right. Have, you have choice. And it's, and it's a choice. It's, it's a, you have to get up with a mindset of what am I going to do with my day? Right. Am I going to be totally hopeless or am I going to walk forward with hope? Things are going to be fine. Things will work out for me. Right. And just to move forward in the day that you have, because you you waste your time of what you could be doing that day or how you perform that day at your job if you're too hopeless. If we're exactly right, if we're too much into our head mm-hmm. about the what ifs and and how awful the situation is and we're dwelling on, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. I can't do this and I can't do that and whatever. We miss out on the little things and the blessings that come can come our way each we're day. Not, right. We're not even really experiencing our life because we're so up in the what ifs in our head that we're right. We're not even experiencing what's in front of us at all. Yeah. We're missing it. We're missing it. We're missing it. We're going to have a lot more talk here in just a moment about how to fight hopelessness. We're glad you're with us tonight on Go Yard. Nan's staying with us because her Christmas tree lights need to be seen by all. So take a look right there. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go to break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, 
self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. What's the name of it? It's called Grown Up Christmas List. And, you know, I chose that song because, you know, so often, especially in the holiday time, we put so much emphasis on the commercialism, the gifts, the debt, the financial. But it's really about the relationships. It's really about, like, like man, this, like our relationship the, the living with example man. we have tonight, like investing and being there and being and, around, you know, people. And, and and that's so true. And you picked that serious song and I picked Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> so what does that say? I don't know. You know, you're much more sensitive about that. Oh, is that what that says? No, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a global <laughs> thinker. I don't know. I don't know. It comes with a white coat. It does. It comes with a white coat. And, and Tommy's right. He pointed out during that that, you know, it's. I'm glad you're wearing that tonight because I can never remember who you are. When we're getting ready to sign off, it's just like, I don't know who you are. I'm sitting here with amnesia. I don't know who you are. And now well, I can just look there and see. And I can see all your titles there, too. And it goes all the way down your arm, all those titles <laughs> and all the degrees. <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of Go Yard. We are talking to tonight about you know getting getting that hopefulness going in our lives no matter what is going on because so many people are having such struggles right now you know they are and you know and nan if i can use you again as another example you know you know going through everything you've just gone through like it's been tough on you and it's been tough on your family and emotionally but yet she still makes that choice to reach out my gosh, look what she did with us tonight. Right, she's still making that choice yes. to reach out. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to love my pen and my Wonder Woman journal that's in my purse that Nan also gave me. Wonder Woman. Yes, I love my Wonder right, Woman journal. Right, okay. Um, but, but that's just it. It's about reaching out. Even when life is hard, even when yes. we're feeling pain, even when we're feeling lonely, like reaching yes. and, out. And even when we're feeling fearful, because mm-hmm. if we will reach out and get our thoughts on other people, what's going on in their lives and how they are going through this difficult time, because we all admit we're going through a really terrible time, sure. right? It's been a rough year. And now Nan's situation was compounded in a really rough year. Yes. And my sister went through a very 
difficult surgery this morning, and she's not well at all. And um, she's been very ill for a few years, but this is really much worse today. And so when we have family around or people in our lives that, that, that we love and care about, and with COVID, I can't go to the hospital. Right. And, you know, it's like... Um, it's hard. It's painful. And for those out there right now that are struggling with feeling that sense of hopelessness and fear, uh, you mentioned the word truth right before we went to break. Mm -hmm. And I want to go with that because fear is combated by truth. Absolutely. You want to explain that? Sure. I mean, so often, you know, like I had said right before we went to break, our fears are, have some truth as a base, but then they kind of get this life of their own and it starts coming in from the thoughts or the opinions of others or whatever happened, you know, as it's growing in our own mind, if we, we let it sit inside of us. And a lot of it, there's no, there's no more truth base behind that fear. So it's grown into its own entity that's really based in part truth and part made up fantasy, lies, falsities, whatever, depends on, you know, the fear. And so when we can bring truth back to what's happening in the situation, like it helps to put that fear back into its place. Exactly. It does. So when you are struggling with the what ifs, what if this happens and what if I get COVID or what if, you know, something terrible happens? Mm -hmm. um, Nan, I want you to weigh in on that because you knew from the mo first morning that your dad had this, this very, very severe heart attack that his chances were not good from that point on. Yes, we definitely knew that. when <clears throat> Because he had been without oxygen for so long, uh, yeah. they told us his brain was uh, totally dysfunctional. Right. But then he had another heart attack later, which refocused more attention on the heart than on the brain but yes we knew it was not good right and as it turned out a couple of weeks later he was able to acknowledge and yes. his brain was not the way they thought yes that's correct he was able to say i love you to my mom which you know hey you can't <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. right it really is but i mean it through that time you 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 listened to what the doctor said. You didn't try to fight with the doctors, right? No. There was a lot of prayer that went up for your dad and for all of yes. you through that time. A lot. And you were getting strength from God and from mm -hmm. friends and family and whatever. And so I, I think you're a really pretty good example tonight. I she think is. our example arrived, <laughs> didn't she? Well, and let's even look yeah. at, like, as you described the situation, like, let's look at on this emotional roller coaster she just she was did. on. Like, here we have the situation, and the doctors are giving us a grim, you know, prognosis, and the you know, hope starts to diminish, and, you know, and then all of a sudden things start looking right. better. It and did, then, like, after two weeks. Yeah. comes back, and then, you know, things, you know, so that's a huge swing of emotions of you know all kinds of stuff and so this is where facts come in that's yes. so important because i don't like roller coasters i know you love them but no uh, i do not like roller coasters uh, okay do you love them Nan? <laughs> no, not okay at all. all right well we're all in agreement i'm glad but i mean you know that that you're up here and mm -hmm. then that sudden drop and it you're down, down you know you're just like wow it's horrible and uh, but that is what a lot of people this year have been going through, Dr. Angel. They have had their hopes increase, like they got a stimulus check, or they thought they weren't going to get laid off after all, or somebody in their family pulled through COVID, you know, or whatever the, the ups and downs were. But we have to go back to what we know, okay? Don't you think? That's yes, the, we do. Yes, and and we I'm going to go to my license plate. Okay. Because it says in God we trust. There you go. Okay? And yes, I don't talk about God much on this show because this is a psychological counseling show. But when we are going through things like this, we have got to have a ground. You know, an electrical ground? Your son's oh, an electrician, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So you got, and your dad was an electrician. Yes. And your brother's the best electrical engineer in the world. <laughs> yes, he is. All right, so now we got that covered. And so, what? A ground on, on a wire. You got. You've got to have that because you can get. You want to comment on that now? No. <laughs> okay, you don't have to. Thank you. All right, but a, a, a ground keeps everything. You know, so you're not like 
Yeah, sending sparks and flying sending electricity in all kinds of places and burning things down. And it's, it's grounding. We need something that grounds us. Yes. Absolutely, we do. Because fear takes that life of its own yes. and it starts snowballing into an right. avalanche. And so when we have that anchor, we have that ground, it helps to pull us back and say, oh, wait, hold on. Here's the truth. Here's the hope. Here's the Amen. And and in our church, one we've had we have a person who does calligraphy beautifully and on one wall, right by my old antique church bench from my other church from years ago when I first started pastoring, we have the verse from oh it's six eighteen, but I can't Hebrews. remember Hebrews six eighteen. Hope is the anchor of our souls. Right? Sure. So, I mean, I just saw that, and I just remember seeing it all the time when we walk in church. But hope, that's what we're talking about here. You have to have an anchor, you know? I've been out in my kayak many times, sitting out there and just kind of, I'm just going to sit here, and pretty soon I'm drifting someplace else, <laughs> right? You know? I, yeah, you can't take a nap out there because you're going to drift right into a boat or, or into a dolphin or something, right? But you got to have an anchor, Talk about that. You you do, you know, and it's funny because, you know, yeah, that that's very true. And in the and science even backs it up psychologically, like the installation of hope is one of the most important things we do through therapy because if we don't have that anchor of hope, like that's where the anxiety, that's where the fear, that's where the depression, that's where the you know, the exactly. hopelessness takes us down. Yes. And it's like tying dead weights to us and throwing us in the ocean and we just sink to the yeah. bottom and we suffocate in that. Right. And so that hope is so important. And in a year that hope has been up, it's been down, it's been around, there's been, you know, then the fears and the hope and the fear have been taking this really crazy roller coaster ride. Our emotions are exhausted. It, they are. They really are. And and in the situation that you just went through, Nan, there were days where you were more hopeful that yes. he, your dad would make it. But the whole baseline of all of it, you knew that if this was God's time to take your dad, it would be okay. It would be okay. It was, you know, talking about the hope up and down roller coasters because we were, we were having nurses tell us, he is doing fantastic. We They would tell us, he is holding on. We've never seen that. I mean, it was, we were, but we, well, we were there for a month Five <laughs> we, weeks. we got to know all the nurses they got to know us i got to know the nighttime shift because i would call in at four in the morning see how he's doing they got to know us but they would tell us they're still talking about it. I, we brought well like i told you we brought cookies to them a week and a half later they're still talking about it yeah. because he was up and down and he's 82 years old and was up and down and with that up and down we went up and down and, sure. it was chall- and my sure. mother my poor mother you know it's been challenging. Sure. But, but, you know, and that's a really good point there because we lived it with you yes, as you your did. close mm-hmm. friends and church family. But also, so often, people we work with, people are in our family, they're going up and down, and it affects us. Would it you speak sure to that when you are around people that are going up and down and are perhaps uh, hopeful one minute and in the pit of despair the next and suicidal? I mean, maybe uh, suicidal is an extreme, but, but you know what I mean. Sure, no, and you're right, it, it does impact us, and it, you know, we, we can, it, we feel it if we can put, acknowledge that it's impacting us or not, we're taking it in residually, um, we're taking it in within us, and you know, I'm just going to throw this question out to you, Nan, like going through that situation, like, other than, you know, your faith and your hope in God, like, what was the other thing that felt anchoring to you? Actually, my father. Okay. Because oh, wow. of the way, yeah, because the way he raised us. Yes. You know, and he always looked at the life as the glass is half full, not half empty. Yeah. And yeah. he called, taught us to compartmentalize. Do you mm-hmm. do that in counseling? To compartmentalize. That's good. Your personal work, family, mm-hmm. friends, all, you know, have everything in the compartments. And so when I go to work, they don't know that my father has died. Well, they know it, but they don't know about my actions because I'm able to keep, you know, go forward because that is, and so my anchor was my father okay absolutely and, wow. it's, and it's those all that training that he gave you all those years relationships it's it goes back to so as we've been talking about this it's so important who do you hang out with that is so who vital. do you listen to who do you take counsel from and i don't mean as a counselor i'm just talking like as a friend or a sure. family member i mean who do you listen to what do you listen to yes because that's going to impact your hope Totally. Or your fear. 
And so if you are watching a, a TV station that's constantly like oh, uh, gloom, gloom, despair, and depression, change stations. Yes, that's the great power that you have. Like, <laughs> Take your power when you can. Take like, your power. There's certain things we have zero control over, but there's a lot we do have control over. We have control over what we put in our heads. We have control garbage over. Garbage in, garbage yes, out, right? What we, what we take in. We have control over to how we respond. We have control over if we're reaching out for help when we need it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things we can still have control over. We have control over what we're nurturing in the relationships. Right. Are, are we deciding to, you know, sit in this woe is me, fear, doom, and gloom, the world is over? And there's a lot of that thinking and feeling happening right now. I can tell you yes. in the counseling room, I've heard so much end of the world discussions. Yeah. Because there's a lot of fear of a that lot of for fear. people. Could you tell what happened the night before Thanksgiving and what you would ask God? <laughs> I'll try without tears. God, you help can, me. Here. Hey, go right ahead and cry. Well, basically, we were called to the hospital at 1030, said you, you need to come. You and your brother. Yeah, you. my family. We were called to come to the hospital, and I said, I guess he's not going to make it. And they're like, no. Now's about the time. I said, okay. So we went there. We were by his bedside. We were holding his hands the whole bit, and we're looking at the clock, and I texted my set of prayer. I said, God, please do not take him on Thanksgiving. Why? Please take him. Why? Because I didn't want my mother to remember Thanksgiving as a day that, that her husband passed away. So I said, okay. See, that was your motive. See, right there, good motive. Absolutely. Hold that thought. Yes. Okay, okay. go ahead. So, <laughs> I, so I, I prayed that, and so I text my brother across the bed. He's on the other side. I text him. I said, here's what I've just prayed. you got to pray it, too. So we're texting, and we're watching the clock. <laughs> Three till midnight, the monitor went to zero for the heartbeat. Three to minutes. So, yeah, I I was really excited about that. <laughs> not that he passed away, but because God answered that prayer. And yes. it was not on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And I said to the nurse, that clock says 1157. Is that the time this is going down? Is that the time? She said, yes, ma'am. So with three minutes to spare, God made it so that he did not pass away on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, so you see beauty in that. Oh, yes. And you see that God answered your prayer, but you also see that... I see that you were just wanting your mom not to have to remember Thanksgiving Day like that. Absolutely. Sure. And it was thinking of others and calling outside of you in your moment of pain, in your moment of this too, and thinking and having compassion on the people around you. Mm -hmm. And don't you think that's really what we've been trying to say all this year Mm -hmm. with COVID and everything, show after show, to get outside of your fear, get outside of your anxiety, get outside of what could happen and start reaching out to others and blessing them. Yes. You, you know, yes, we tease you about being our poet <laughs> yes. at the ministry, and you have been for 10 years or whatever it is, right? Yes. And, uh, but you wrote poems for nurses that ended up in the break room on yes. their bulletin boards. Yes. No, uh, poems of encouragement that God gave you for these people not poems you found in books poems that came out of your heart yes of gratitude for these people uh wow what that'll preach yeah that's but see (laughs) it's about planting those seeds it's about getting out of ourselves about getting out of our own experience about getting out of our own heads and what can i do to make somebody else's life a little bit better a little Mm -hmm. bit put a smile on their face, make, you know, make them feel appreciated or known or seen or valued or what have you. Right. That's, that's why I picked that song tonight. I like a full circles. Like it's about those relationships. It's it is. about, we're not going to, you can't, money will never fix the hurting human heart. Right. It is about investing in that. And so I've got to forgive you for not letting my song, Jingle Bell Rock, <laughs> play tonight <laughs> that I wanted to play uh, I don't know Tommy if you can find Jingle Bell Rock and you know like just give me a like a one minute just to make me I'm feel I'm very good. glad that I, I I have forgiveness though <laughs> uh, yes I yes yes I, I, yes I forgive you for that because honestly one of the things we've got to do if we're going to live in peace is to learn to forgive we do have to learn to forgive. You're absolutely right. Like, in all seriousness, we do. We yeah. really do. 
There's so much unforgiveness people are holding on to right Resentment. now. Resentment. And it's it becomes a root of bitterness. And that's one thing about your precious dad as we went through the funeral. And I heard all the stories about him and stories that you wrote. And what an amazing man of giving. He was a Gideon. If some of you out there may not know what a Gideon is, people that go into schools and give Bibles and hotels and every place they give Bibles. And your dad was the head of that. And he transported thousands of Bibles around didn't he? I mean, oh, thousands and for thousands. years, for, for years, yeah, 25 years, for 25 like that, years. Yeah. And that was the giving nature of your dad. You that legacy is living on in you and through you. Look what you did. You brought us our favorite cookies <laughs> and you got the right color balloons for us. And I got you a bling bling pen and a bling bling pen. <laughs> Do we get a copy of the poem? Yes, I had to hand write it real quickly this afternoon. So, yes, you will get a copy of the poem. <laughs> Dr. Angel. Thank but, you. But you know what? Even that, that Nan is using her gift. Her gift yes. is poetry. And how many times she's been on our Sunday show and all of a sudden God gives her a poem and she reads it and it like blesses all these people. And and I believe that we have gifts and talents and a lot of times things that we have not really uncovered in ourselves. Right? And that we need to... Well, you've got some time here at the end of this year. You may not be going to the parties you were going to go to or whatever. Time to reflect. Yeah, time to think on what can I do different to make 2021 a better year. Nan. Well, you guys were talking about fear, you know, and you were just saying that how people have talents. And I think sometimes they need to step past that fear. I mean, when I first started giving poems to people, I was actually fearful. I mean, like 20 years ago, you know, because how are they going to receive this? And what are they going to think? And are they going to think this is weird? And, you know, all those kind of things. But we it was do like, think it's weird, well, but we know, do receive I it. I don't worry about y'all. <laughs> it was 20 years ago with them. But no, okay. I mean, the people need to push past their fear yes. and, that, and tap into their gifts or talents that to, you were sharing with. When you tap in the gift, what does it do for you? It energizes you yourself. Yes, it does. And it makes, I mean, it makes me feel good. Did you feel that, good about bringing us balloons and cu- cookies? Yeah, I just hope you share a cookie with me afterwards. Um, but they can seal back up. I'll be happy to share one of Angel's cookies with you. Okay, great. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm but so no, glad makes, she's so giving and sharing. Giving, yeah. and, giving and loving and sharing. Absolutely. That's my middle name. But go ahead with that thought. But no, it, it energizes you and it makes you feel good. I, I don't yes. do this to make me feel good. No. It's a byproduct, if you will, of, of that. Right. That's not the purpose of it. The purpose is to make you feel good. Yeah. But while you're making and reaching out to others. Okay, but why you, do you care if we feel good? Because I love you. Okay, so there you go. So the bottom line of all of this we've been talking about tonight is you've got to take make your fears and your anxieties and your negativity take a backseat to doing good for others and helping others feel just a little bit I feel a little special right now I feel very special and I would I say, feel more special than you okay you can you can have no that. Not, I guess I'm not <laughs> as special because I didn't get to hear Jingle Bell Rock when I oh goodness I'm not gonna live this one down no you're not but no oh there there you go Christmas time. <laughs> oh my, here we come. All right, just a second. Just a minute, Tommy. Keep it going. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nan's a dancing. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. You just made my day. All right. This has been a crazy show. But none of them are crazy, are they ever? Oh, never. No. Never. We no. are solid. We are so serious around so here. serious. I know. Yes. Can you sum this up? Because oh, wow. you're the one with the white coat. And whatever. Let me see. What's your name? Oh, I oh see. stop. <laughs> I, Tommy, you're right. It does say her name on there with all of her degrees down her arm. She's got three master's degrees, 14 other degrees. Yeah, I see them all right there, right down the sleeve. Go ahead. No, but summing it up, um, you know, what we value is what we put our time at and focus and energy into and yeah. when we're putting our time energy and focus into the fear we're valuing that we need right. to value our relationships and people and put time energy and focus and in, into them 
Yeah, we That's really where do. we'll find hope. Yes, and we will. And, and we'll, support. We'll get our mind off of the negative and we'll find the support. Nan, you want to comment on that? Uh, can you cue up Jingle Bell Rock again? Because we're going to have to need it in just a minute when we go out of here on that tonight. But Nan, uh, yeah, so what does all this say to you? Besides the fact that you are just perfect example for us tonight, and we didn't even know you were coming. No, you didn't know I was coming. Um, well, I just there again, I just think we need to push past our own feelings. We need to push past our own fears, and we need right. to reach out. And, and even sometimes people are just fearful of even if there was no COVID, fearful of reaching out, fearful of being vulnerable. Oh yeah, that's you so know, true. And that's, that's a big fear. Yeah, yeah. It, is. it is. Well, I just want to say, Nan, that I am so honored to call you a friend, and I appreciate you more oh, than you will ever know. Thank, thank you. No, yeah, she's amazing. She she's is. just, I don't know what we do without her. You're just amazing, wonderful, thank and, you. and the best administrative assistant that I've ever had since the last one. So, <laughs> hey, you know, since the last one, that's good. Oh, Whatever my goodness. that was. That was a long time ago. So, because you've been doing this for quite a while, and we appreciate yes. all you do for the ministry and Thank for you. the show on Sunday, Living a Good Life, which you're a part of a lot. And um, I think that your real life example tonight was extremely timely. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, it, it was generated I, by you guys. No, but I do believe me last it week. was. It, it was. And okay. Yeah, no. we didn't even, we were, you know how we are. We're just not, right. we're That's not well. Not me. We're no. not well. That's why she has to wear a white coat <laughs> to portray wellness when it's not really there. But anyway, so uh, you're summing all this up, right? Are I you? Did. I, I didn't really, hear you sum it up. Let's, you know, <laughs> put action to the fears, find the truth, and just. Do some kindness. Think outside of ourselves. Go invest in people, in in your family, in your friends, and strangers. It doesn't matter. Just right. go get outside of ourselves. There's exactly. Like, we're going to find hope in a lot of chaos in our environment. Yeah. We've got two uh, two great shows queued up for you on Christmas Eve and on New Year's Eve. We won't be here live, but we'll be here that next week. So we'll be with our families. But uh, we've got two shows that will be great, so you can tune in. And so, Nan Watson, what a joy you are, and we love you. you. Dr. Angel, white coat that you are, we <laughs> still love you. Let's go out with Jingle Bell Rock. This has been Mama Mac, Dr. Angel, and Nan Watson. See you next year. Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square In the frosty air What a bright time It's the right time To rock the night away Jingle Bell time is a swell time To go gliding in the one-horse lane Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.